The following program is for adult audiences only. Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. On this episode of Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk, Stephen and Rick discuss a recent investigation. The ghost of Key EVV speaks. A woman is marrying a ghost. The mysterious and haunted charter house. Happening now on Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk. This is your show. Okay. Sometimes, right, sometimes Rick, I, sometimes Rick, I, I feel like you don't you don't believe the things I say. Mm, there's uh, there's there's sometimes. <laughs> well, okay. You want to kick this shenanigan off? I do. You know what? I do believe you though. When you know, with like things like the paranormal and all your experiences, and that that I'm totally cool with. So, wait, wait a second. Who's who's here? Okay, good. Nobody's just a farm guy. All right, and welcome one and all to another edition of the Shadow Initiative paranormal talk with your hosts ghost hunters and authors Stephen lancaster and myself rick hale welcome to the initiative steve another week another show and it is a big one yes what man said. uh what the <laughs> hell <laughs> damn i I can never, I can never pass up an opportunity to say that. So, but yes, we do, we do have a really, really big show lined up for you, our shadows today. You will enjoy it. We know you will. I agree, man. And it was like I, I had actually the the things that I'm bringing up today, um, I had actually planned on doing a week or so ago. Uh, okay. And luckily, in my old age, I recalled those things so that's that's good and they are doozies buddy you know because i can't you know how i always got to bring something to the show to just totally make fun of well well i've got that, one you, of those you, you, okay you have <laughs> a tendency to keep things from me until the show so i can't oh, absolutely this. absolutely and and th- but then i got a really cool one like a really cool okay one. so i've got two things one funny one cool what do you got? Excellent. Well, I have got the stuff for everyone today. So last night, um, myself, uh, Brian Meisinger, who we had on the show a couple months ago, and Addie, uh, Andy Dykeel, I, I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly, we traveled to the uh, northwest um, neighborhood in Chicago of Jefferson Park. And uh, it was a it was a slam dunk investigation, man, from start to finish and how this came in, how this fell into my lap was a longtime family friend of ours she she sent me a message on facebook haven't heard from her in a long time and um she said that she has a friend in jefferson park um we'll just call them miss a and her uh fiance miss s that they were experiencing um, a lot of different kinds of, of activity in their home. Apparitions of children were seen sitting in a circle in their basement. And I cannot wait to tell everybody about this basement, but I'll get to that. And apparitions of children sitting in a circle, seen in the basement, almost as if they're like playing a game, you know, like duck, duck, goose. 
Um, shadows were seen uh, by the uh, by the client's bedroom. Uh, dogs acting like that they were you know being played with by something unseen. Dog toys set up in unusual um, ways. You know, like the, like the dog wouldn't put them. Like dog toys are sitting up rather than just being scattered around the floor. Uh, cats acting like somebody is petting them or trying to play with them. Um, this was just a um, a huge amount of activity in this house, and it's been a long time since I've been in a private home with with this kind of activity. That's awesome, man. I I can't. I'm I'm biting at the bit to hear all the little details, and thankfully yeah, we I mean, we was, have a uh, we have a show called Shadow Initiative yeah. Paranormal Talk. We do. In case anybody didn't know, and. Uh, <laughs> We're going to hear all about it. But, you know, I, I just wanted to say that, um, you know, since I have the floor here, you know, unlike last week when, you know, when, well, pretty much any time we have a guest, you know, Rick just kind of runs with it. You know, not only it's a tissue of lies, my friend, not, not only does does Rick neglect me during the show, but but he also harasses God. me. Harasses me during the week. Harasses me during the week. And you know, I, I I just happened to look down at my phone. Okay. And, okay. And I, I saw I got a text from Rick. Not hey, how's it going, buddy? Not it's eleven thirty seven. Like motherfucker, goddamn! I'll, I'll tell my wife I gotta go. I got a damn Rick. It's eleven thirty-seven, motherfucker. Get on the air. <laughs> what were you in the middle of doing something important? Probably not. And, and, and you know, before that, it was Friday. Rick sends me a lovely text. Someone loved your book so much, LOL, and sends me a picture of both of my Norman books. On discount at a thrift store. <laughs> no, it's not a thrift store. It's it's a it's a bookstore that's up in my area called Half Price Books. I'm not sure if they're in other you know parts of the country, but but seriously, man, somebody loved your book so much they decided to sell it to this place and share it with others at a bargain price. Well. Whatever. I just thought it was fair for our listeners to know, you know, that that me and Rick's relationship isn't all peaches and cream. You know, <laughs> it's there's. Go ahead. Go ahead. Dude, I, dude, no, no, no. no but I've, I've actually been asked in the past. OK, do you and Steven really like each other? Do you guys actually are you guys actually friends or do you just go on the show to like, you know, screw, you know, with, screw around, screw with each other and, you know, insult each other. And it's like. Yes, Stephen and I are very close friends. We actually do like each other. Hey, it's like it's like when we did that testimonial video last year. You know, like that British chick. Does Stephen even like Rick? You know, it's like even even our own <laughs> listeners are like, I don't think they like each other. But anyway, see now, but but that but that is the chemistry that we have. Yes, Stephen and I we are close friends. We do, but. We do like each other, but we also like giving each other shit constantly. And Stephen, if I didn't like you, if I didn't think you were a cool cat, I wouldn't even care to. I wouldn't even care to fuck with you like that. 
Well, I greatly appreciate that, Rick. Let's not turn this into an episode of Love Line, okay? So we've got a a great show lined up today. Um, Rick is going to tell us all about his most recent investigation. It is literally fresh off of the night, literally. So we're, I mean, you can't get any more fresh than that. I I know, I Um, know, I can't. (laughs) No, you definitely can't. Um, So. And we got a couple other things in uh, today's Ghost Watch. We're going to be traveling back over to the United Kingdom for one of its lesser known haunts, um, the Charter House. This is an article that I wrote for uh, SpookyIsles.com, and um, it's this is the first I've ever heard of it. You know, when I was like looking into lesser known British haunts, and boom, there it was, the Charter House. So we're going to be talking about that, and I also have a news article, Stephen. Now, okay. I don't really know exactly what to think of this one, okay? Because it does come from a British tabloid newspaper. And as we all know, British tabloid newspapers, they kind of have a tendency to um, engage in what they used to call yellow journalism, which is like, you know, making shit up to sell papers or propaganda or whatever. But this one is really interesting because, sure, it's in the daily – it comes to us from the Daily Star, but – there have been report, uh, rec- uh, reports of UFOs over Ukraine during this uh, war that they have going on with Russia right now. So we'll be taking uh, we'll be taking a look at this because it's really interesting. Well, I, you know, I, when you hit me up this morning with that story, I couldn't help but grin ear to ear. And let me tell you why, mm-hmm. my friend, is because one of the 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 topics, the the sensational. Speaking that I will be doing covers the Ukraine, so oh, okay we can we can squeeze your little UFOs over the Ukraine because is it UFOs or is it what I'm about to talk about? Okay, so we're going to oh. talk about this new legend, and if you haven't heard of this yet, Rick, the ghost of Kiev. I have not heard of this. Yes. Yes. That's awesome. Dude, you're going to absolutely love this. And that's, right. the, that's the serious story of mine that's happening now in the Ukraine. The not so serious. Now, we've, we've all had it happen to us on Facebook, you know, social media, mm-hmm. people in real life. You get, we, get, we get ghosted by people, man. You get sure, ghosted sure. by people. Yeah, they, they, they just shut you out, man. They ghost you. But what happens when you get ghosted? by a ghost and, and and not only ghosted by a ghost but ghosted by a ghost that you're engaged to ladies and gentlemen we are going to answer that question today on shadow initiative paranormal talk you know i think that we should start with that <laughs> definitely start with that Well, Rick, okay, that sounds fantastic. Thank you guys for joining us for another awesome, awesome episode of Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk with Ghost Hunters, myself, Stephen Lancaster, and Rick Hale, who is an author who writes books. He just, he writes all over the internet. I mean, he's all over the internet. I think he even invented the internet. (laughs) I'm not sure. I'm not sure. This could be one of those tabloid things. And yet... People are still Rick Hale who? I don't know. what, Whatever, man. But yeah. And that's very true. Rick ain't lying. I mean, people are always <laughs> like, who the hell is Rick Hale? You know, who, what the hell? 
Anyways, guys, stick around. Take a take a, take a listen to this first commercial break or whatever the hell it's going to be. And uh, when we come back, we're going to find out why this young lady is being ghosted by a ghost that uh, she's engaged to. So there's there's going to be some drama here, buddy. There's going to be some drama. This is deep, deep stuff. Guys, stick around. Please follow us on Facebook and subscribe via iTunes. You are listening to Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk with authors and ghost hunters Stephen Lancaster and Rick Hale. She's alive. This is your show. Uh, so we are back to Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk right here on iTunes, Apple Music, whatever you want to call it, Spotify, Amazon Music. Uh, we are all over the place. Facebook podcast. Um, that being said, our Facebook page, facebook.com slash welcome to the initiative. And you're here with Rick Hale and Stephen Lancaster and Rick. You know, we, yes. we are both ghost hunters. Yes, we are. We are both married men. We are. Surprisingly. Happily married. Surprisingly, we have both had sex. Not with each other. Not that there's no. anything wrong with that. But, you know. You know what? I still I still stand by what Jamie said when we first started doing this show. Steven looks like the kind of guy who would pay for sex. <laughs> you know, it's whatever. It, it's whatever, man. You know? She can hide. She can try. She can try to hide the the fact that she's a closet fan of all things Stephen Lancaster. But I know the truth. I, I know the truth. Okay. Okay. So right, let's let's get on with this intriguing story of yours. Where this is intriguing. This is a woman being ghosted by a ghost. But this isn't any okay. ordinary <laughs> story. Okay. Uh, your dog's even in on it. Dog can't wait to hear this shit. So. Uh, we're talking about a woman by the name of Elena Salter. Okay. She says okay. that um, she first met and fell for Eduardo last year after he made a supernatural appearance in her home. Okay. So right, right out the gate, man, she fell for a ghost. We know that Eduardo is a ghost. Mm-hmm. Th- things quickly became serious between the living and the not so living with Eduardo proposing to Elena back in November, pretty recently, back, back in November. Mm-hmm. 2021. According to Elena Salter, her ghostly partner asked for her hand in marriage by leaving a diamond ring on her pillow after you, you know, after she fucked a ghost. I guess there's no other way to say it. <laughs> Um, or, well, you know, we could say after he slimed her, let's just go with that. So, oh my uh, God. Okay. Yes. Elena is quoted as saying, I was lying in bed and I could literally feel his touch all over my body. He's given me incredible orgasms and I don't do anything myself to trigger it. Now we have sex quite regularly. A few times a week, Mm -hmm. there is plenty of action between the sheets. So all things are good. All things are good in Elena's relationship to the dead Eduardo. So nothing okay. abnormal here. No, nothing abnormal. <laughs> no, so, no, there's nothing abnormal no, about this. No, no. But, but Rick, it sounds to me, my friend, like the honeymoon phase 
might be over. It might be mm-hmm. over. Okay. Uh, Elena went public with her engagement announcement. She literally okay. made an engagement announcement about, you know, she's going to marry Eduardo. And uh, Eduardo didn't seem to appreciate she's electrifying that. in the sheets. Right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Eduardo didn't appreciate that. So now he's ghosting her. And uh, <laughs> by, by ghosting her, um, she says, Eduardo seems furious with me since I've gone public with our romance. He's gone completely cold. He's costing me a fortune in heating. Even with a fire roaring and the thermostat on full blast, my home is like the Antarctic. I've had mm-hmm. to resort to sleeping in a ski suit and a bobble hat. And when he touches me, it feels like shards of ice piercing my soul. I can sense his anger, she continues on. I felt myself being pushed across the room and he's even pushed me to the floor. So he's abusive. He's abusive. He's yeah. the show. He's a bad guy. Okay. He he's a living wife beater, but a dead one. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah. she's she's tried to communicate with him, you know, talk it out the via mm-hmm. candlelight, and he no longer flickers the flame, Rick. Is there a Ouija board involved anywhere? No in Ouija. This? No Ouija. No Ouija. Um, okay. But but he's no longer flickering the flame because as we all know, candle wicks burn solid. They don't ever flicker or anything. So mm-hmm. He has he just blows it out. He's saying, fuck you. You went behind my back and told the living that we were getting married. Okay. So Eduardo isn't happy. So man, it sounds to me, Rick, like their their relationships on the rocks. But you know, oh yeah. I, I've got to say, Elena Salter, we here at Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk are pulling for you. <laughs> oh, we're here for you, Elena. We are here for you mainly because I just want to see a fucking live stream of a woman marrying a ghost, dude. Okay. And and wait and wait for that awkward silence when they mm-hmm. say till death to us part. Okay, guys, this is not made up. You can look up Elena Salter online. There is news story after news story about her and Eduardo's relationship. Okay, and Rick, I swear to you, bro, if it's the last yeah. thing I ever fucking do, I will be <laughs> getting this woman on our show to tell us firsthand all of the saucy details. Oh, my God, Stephen, if you did that, that would be the most awesome thing ever. And, you know, and here's the thing. It's like Elena Salter, she's not the only one no, who has no. claimed this has happened. I, over the last, you know, I would say ever since the early 2000s when like the whole you know what i call the great paraboom occurred uh starting over in um the uk first and then you know here a few years later in 2004 it's like you constantly see stories like this women and men claiming to be in relationships with being or entities i don't like using the word beings but entities who clearly lack the um physical plumbing, <laughs> shall we say, <laughs> to engage in such acts. But here's the thing, though. Okay, well, hold on one second. There was even a television show. Yes. A real short-lived television show. I don't remember what it was called. That's how incredibly uh, forgetful it, it was. But about this kind of thing. Um, and we do need to put a little bit of historical perspective on this, you know, when it comes to, you know, ghosts 
having sex with people. You know, of course, we got to go back to um, medieval times. And I'm not talking about, you know, jousting while drinking Pepsi and eating, you know, chicken with your hands. No, I'm talking about actual medieval times where they used to talk about the incubus and the succubus. Um, These spirit beings having uh, sexual relations with humans so that they could make, you know, demonic creatures. Of course, we all know now that this was a way to shame men for, you know, nocturnal emissions, you know, wet dreams, or shame women, um, you know, because they had, you know, sexual urges and, and feelings and stuff like that, you know, which was, you know, women were property back then, women are not allowed to have those kind of things. So we kind of know now why the incubus and the succubus were made up. But, you know, it's like, I have to wonder something about Elena. Is she experiencing something real? Or, there's there's three things here. Is she experiencing something real? Is she hoaxing? Or is she maybe suffering from some kind of mental illness? And I mean, if it's three, then it needs to be dealt with immediately. Well, these are the questions we will present to her. Because I'm going to get her on this show. I am promising you, and I'm promising our listeners, we're going to hear about firsthand from i want to hear about how this whole fucking a ghost thing goes down (laughs) literally okay i want to know all the details so we will put a warning a disclaimer before that episode it's going to be in detail it's it's going to be shadow initiative paranormal erotica that day okay that's what's happening but you know rick you're writing books about this historically where where is this woman from oh the uk of course the uk of course that's where a lot of these stories come from but okay proceed with what you're gonna say sorry i was just gonna say you know you you touched base on on some historical facts there i mean but you look at like the work done with with dr barry taff on the entity case Mm -hmm. you know oh yeah i mean that's a well-documented paranormal case uh doris bither was that her name doris doris bither you know this isn't anything new right and I mean, seriously, this this is one of the most well-documented um, cases of a haunting in the history of American parapsychology. And, you know, when, when it comes to a guy like Barry Taff, I respect him. And I do believe that he is that he knows what he's doing and he knows what he's talking about. Um, but, yeah, if you've never if you've never read the book, don't really necessarily see the movie, although the movie is great, but it's so much the book is so much better. Um, what this woman went through was uh, was horrific. Yes, absolutely. So there's your laugh of the day, my friends. Unfortunately, it's not made up. Or and, and you know what? I'm not making fun of her because I genuinely, you know, I make fun of everybody, and and she'll learn that yes. quickly. So I genuinely want to hear this story firsthand from her. I mean, I probably read 12 different news articles, watched these different news reports on this. I, I want mm-hmm. to hear this. Uh, this 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 will carry an episode. So with that being said, Rick, let's take a break. And uh, you, you want to hit your investigation when we come back? Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about that. It was a great investigation. It's what I like to call a slam dunk. All right. We're going to be slam dunking with Rick Hale. When we come back, so stay tuned, my friends. You are listening to the Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk. Explore the fascinating world of the paranormal on the Label 13 YouTube channel. Watch captivating paranormal videos 
full paranormal documentaries, and watch exclusively the entire 20-episode first season of Shadow Initiative Paranormal TV for free. The Label 13 YouTube channel showcases paranormal footage that has been seen on A&E Biography, Travel Channel, and Discovery Plus. Watch Label 13 at youtube.com slash label 13 videos. That's youtube.com slash label 13 videos. And don't forget to subscribe for more of the supernatural. Join the hosts on Facebook at facebook.com slash welcome to the initiative. That's facebook.com slash welcome to the initiative. Want to be a guest on Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk? Is there something you would like to hear discussed? Contact the hosts at shadowinitiativetalk at gmail.com. That's shadowinitiativetalk at gmail.com. We now return to Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk with your hosts, Rick Hale and Stephen Lancaster. And welcome back to the Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk with your hosts, Stephen Lancaster and myself, Rick Hale. So, yes, yeah, Stephen, this is, this is fresh out the box, man. We did this investigation last night in uh, Jefferson Park, which is a neighborhood on the far northwest side of Chicago. Um and it, it really was very much what I like to call a slam dunk. So, you know, as I mentioned already, it was myself, Brian Meisinger, he's been on the show before, and uh, Andy Dykeel, who is our, he's got like our tech guru, you know, super cool guys, really like working with both of them a lot. And I mean that. Um, so I get this Facebook message from a friend and she says that she has a friend who is experiencing a haunting. And, you know, I've already mentioned everything that they have going on in the house. So... Last night when we get there, um, we meet with uh, with our clients, Miss um, A and Miss S. And one of my jobs as like the new guy, I have to put up all of the um, the IR cameras and um, uh, tripods and all that. So the first place I go is immediately the basement. So I'm standing down there and I'm putting up. Um, the tripods and the IR cameras, and all of a sudden, it gets cold. And the, and I and I realize it's a basement, but it's a very well heated basement. Like it wasn't like that when I first walked in there, but it got real cold. And I'm standing there, and I I just stop, and all of a sudden, my arms, my face, my entire body is covered with goosebumps. And like the hair on my arm is standing on end. And I just get this feeling that somebody or some people are there and they're kind of like, why are you here? You know, have you ever had that before when you go on an investigation? I, I have that wherever I go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why are you here today? Why is he here? Uh, <laughs> no, but seriously, so. I'm I'm putting up the IR camera and it's like I'm I'm trying to talk, you know, to whoever whomever is down there. And I'm like, you know, we're here because we've been invited to come here um by the people who own the house. We just want to talk to you. And it's like the feeling of this, you know, 
feeling all over my body is like it's it becomes so intense. I call Brian down there first. I'm like, hey, Brian, come down to the basement. You got to feel this. So he comes down there. The second he walks into that basement, boom, just like that, it hits him. It's like he shows me his arms, his arms uh, full of goosebumps and, you know, hair standing on end. And it was it was great. So, you know, maybe there's something to the stories that they've told about this basement. So Brian goes back upstairs to do his thing, tells Andy to come back down or to come down into the basement. Andy comes down there and he's like, whoa, (laughs) I'm like, do you feel that? And he goes exactly to the area where I where, where you could feel it the strongest, like the middle of the basement. And he he's he says to me, he's like, I wonder what's under this basement floor. You know, obviously we don't know. This this house um is over 120 years old. So it's been there for a very long time. Um, so we really don't know what's down there. So yeah, he's got the same thing. Uh, you know, arms filled with goosebumps, hair standing on end. I'm like, this is gonna be great. We're gonna have all kinds of activity in this basement. And um, yeah, man, I mean, sure enough, we did. Like Andy and I were down there. We, we, we take the first, um, uh, the first slot of being in the basement. And we're down there just talking. We like to keep things conversational because as we all know, things like to, you know, ghosts like to join in when you're having conversation. So we're sitting on this couch and we're looking at the far end where the stairs come down. And all of a sudden we see what looks like the shadow of an arm sticking out from this bathroom that is in that area. Now, the door is closed to this bathroom, so there's no way for anybody to be hiding in that bathroom and trying to pull a fast one on us. And we see this arm, this hand, like come out like waving, and then we see like what looks like a head peek out. And both Andy and I, we're both seeing this. So, you know, we start playing. It kind of feels like it's a kid, like a child, you know, playing a game like, you know, peekaboo or hide and go seek. So I'm like, hey, I'm going to start playing hide and go seek with this with this entity. So I go and I'm standing behind the corner and I look out and I'm like, boo. Do you see me? That kind of thing. And it's like we just keep seeing what looks like a hand waving out from this bathroom that's closed. And it's like the whole time that we're down there, we just like, you know, feel this, you know, rush of, of cold and, you know, the goosebumps and the hair and everything. So we're, we spend a good hour down there and um, we go back upstairs and Brian and Andy take over. So I'm sitting in front of the monitors. Now, Miss A's mom was visiting at the time, at that night. So yes, there were other people in the house besides us, but they were very quiet and stayed to the front room. And so I'm sitting there and I'm watching the monitors and uh, you know, Brian and Andy are down in the basement you know, investigating. And all of a sudden there's like this room that it's like a it's like an extra bedroom it's right off to the right and the way that i i pointed the camera was so you would be able to see not only the entire basement but a generous part of this room and i'm standing i'm, I'm looking at the at the monitor with um with miss s's with miss a's mom and all of a sudden we see this 
bright flash of light just boom, right in the corner where the camera is pointing at in this room. And at the same time, we were both like, did you just see that? So maybe something was trying to manifest, um, show itself. So then Brian and Andy come back upstairs and, you know, we, we get these, when, when we got there, they told us these stories of there's like the stairs and the landing and their bedroom that's on the top floor that there is, you know, whatever is in the house likes playing with the alarm clocks and, and anything electrical that's in the room and that they see shadows um, up on this landing by the bedroom. And they have a Peloton bike sitting there and all that. So it's it's getting late. It's, you know, about 9 o'clock, 9, 9, 9.15, between 9 and 9.30. And we feel nothing in the bedroom. Like there's just... Like there, there's absolutely no reason to continue taking a run at the bedroom. So go back downstairs with uh, with Brian and I. We go back down to the basement, and um, and it was like when we got by, we got down into the basement. Um, there was just nothing. There was no cold. There was no feeling of goosebumps. There was no feeling of being watched. There was none of that. So Brian and I, we just sit downstairs, you know, sitting vigil, waiting for stuff to happen um, and, you know, having conversation about about things. And just we just decided it's like, all right, we're going to call it. Now, here's the interesting thing about this. So we get upstairs and we're talking we're talking to Andy and Andy brings up a really, really good point, because at this point, I do believe that there are uh, the spirits of a child or children in this house. Okay, so he brings up a good point. He's like, it's 10 o'clock at night. They're probably in bed. Right. They know. I mean, if, 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 if it's truly an intelligence that has survived the death of their body to them, it's late at night. It's time for bed. Time to just call it quits. And it's really funny because I got home late last night, so I really didn't get a chance to talk to Jamie about that about this. So when they get up and I get up, Theo asked me, you know, hey, dad, how was your investigation last night? I was like, it was awesome. It was great. And then I'm telling, you know, Jamie about that. And before I even tell her what Andy said, she's like, it was bedtime. <laughs> it makes <laughs> it was sense. Bedtime. Yeah. I mean, think about it, man. So, I mean, we still have the evidence to go over. Oh, and I forgot about this, too. Uh, there was a point where I was standing in that room. Two points, actually. The first time I use dowsing rods when I'm on an investigation. I, I feel that they that they do work really well. Um, standing in the middle of the room with the dowsing rods, and all of a sudden the dowsing rods point to this uh, closet that's in the room. And I ask, one points to it, and then I ask, do you want us to open that closet? And then the one on my left hand points to it as well. So Andy opens up the closet. There's nothing in there. So that's kind of what that is what actually made me think that somebody is playing hide and go seek with us. Mm. And then right before Andy and I go upstairs, that whole time we're down there, we're asking, hey, you know, tug on our shirt. And what do I get? I get a tug on the back of my shirt. Really? Like I just yeah, I can just like feel this like little hand reach up and go boop like that on the back of my shirt. So it's. We still have the evidence to go over, but 
from what I experience, and I am a big believer in the personal experience because the personal experience is what sparks the, uh, the interest uh, to investigate these kind of things. So for me, from my personal experiences in, in that house, I do believe that that house is or definitely has some kind of psychic phenomenon going on. Now, it, any of these things that you've talked about, I, I know it's this was just last night, but any any of these mm-hmm. things that you talked about were were they happening in areas you had the surveillance set up? Like, can, is it yeah. possible to see that your shirt got tugged? No, no, that part wasn't because I was standing in the doorway of this um, of this room, and so I'm facing out. I'm facing mm-hmm. towards the camera. So there's no way to to say, you know, that there's there was no way to see that the back of my shirt got tucked on, which I'm really, you know, sorry to to say that. And I know you're going to get some people that's like, oh, well, you know, that's just a personal experience and it's bullshit. Well, right. you know, like I said before, the personal experience is what sparks the interest in investigating in the first place. So, yeah, I mean, I, I we have yet to go over the evidence, but I am comfortable in saying that I do believe, like I said, that there is psychic activity going on in that house. That's awesome, man. That I, I can't wait to hear what you guys, you know, when, when the recordings, uh, when you guys start going over the recordings and if there's mm-hmm. any voices, you know, especially that kind of going al- when you were interacting, if you, if you get any kind of, especially if it's a child, man, that, that would be pretty amazing. Yeah. There was a couple of times where, when Andy and I were in the basement, he says that he heard something go like, like that, like, you know, an expression of exasperation. And he heard it more than once. So I'm kind of makes me think too, that again, it's a kid and they're like, why are you here? You know, that kind of thing, you know, you know how kids are. So it's like, I, I do believe that that house has entities of children in it. And, um, and you know, like, like Miss S and Miss A said, we're not afraid of this at all. They're very comfortable being in their house with uh, whomever is, you know, haunting it. Yeah, and yes, I was using air quotes. Um, whoever is haunting it. And um, they just wanted somebody to come in and see if they experience what they experience on a daily basis. And there was one thing, there was a theory that I was working on. Miss S is a funeral director. And I was kind of thinking, it's like, okay, maybe Miss S, I'm sorry, Miss A, I get get them mixed up, sorry. Miss A works as a funeral director. So I'm kind of working on the idea that maybe she has some kind of latent psychic ability and the ghosts that, of the people, of the dead people that she works with kind of follow her home. But she just blew that complete, that, that theory completely out of the water, um, which I'm totally cool with. I'm, I, I, I love getting new information. Um, they weren't the only ones to have seen and experienced, like a previous owner was the one who saw the, um, the children in the basement sitting in a circle. So that kind of just completely blew that theory out of the water. But from what I understand, like previous owners have always experienced and seen things in the house that, you know, is, you know, can only be described as inexplicable. That's awesome. And, you know, at least it's benign, you know, it, it's not. Yeah, exactly. 
anything to worry about. But you, but you know as well as I do that that's a overwhelming majority of the investigations that we come across. It is mm-hmm. incredibly, it's extraordinarily rare to come to come across a, a ghost that is so mean that it's you know trying to get you to leave. Uh, for the most part, I for me, and that's probably because my my very first. Um, experience with an apparition was was very positive. That it, it's just it, it's just somebody who wants to say hi, somebody who wants to tell their story but can't because they have trouble speaking across that gulf of consciousness, and that that's just the overwhelming majority of of cases that I've ever worked. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I tell people that all the time that I can count on one hand. Uh, the cases that people would consider frightening, terrifying, uh, dangerous, right. you know what I mean? And that's out of hundreds in 20 yeah. some years, you know, mm-hmm. but anyways, Rick, so we've still got on the plate, we've still got, hold on. I'm trying to pull my notes up because there's so much of, we still got, um, we still got the, the haunted and mysterious charter house to talk about. We also have the ghost of Kiev, which is taking place right now in the Ukraine, plus the UFOs in the Ukraine. So what do you want to do when we come back from this commercial break? I think when we come back, we should do your thing with the, with the ghost of Kiev. Okay. And then we, then we can talk about the UFO thing because it may be the same thing. Right. It may be the same thing. So you guys are listening to the Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk with ghost hunters and authors Rick Hale and Stephen Lancaster. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash welcome to the initiative. And if you're feeling a little saucy, you can write us at shadowinitiativetalk at gmail.com. So when we come back, we are taking you to the Ukraine the unfortunate things that are happening in the Ukraine. They have nothing but our support here at the Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk. Absolutely. We've got a pretty wicked ghost story that's making waves. So you guys, stick around. Want to advertise on the hottest paranormal talk show? Have your brand or services exposed to thousands of listeners daily? To advertise on Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk, Contact the hosts at shadowinitiativetalk at gmail.com. That's shadowinitiativetalk at gmail.com. If you enjoyed today's show, please head over to iTunes, give us a rating, and leave a review. Please follow us on Facebook and subscribe via iTunes. We now return to Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk with your hosts, Rick Hale and Stephen Lancaster. And welcome back to the Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk with your hosts, Stephen Lancaster and myself, Rick Hale. Um, so, Stephen, as we've already stated, uh, the country of Ukraine has our full support because what is happening to them right now is nothing short of criminal. But there's also a lot of interesting stories that are coming out of Ukraine right now, and we got two of them today on the show. So first, we're going to start with Stevens. We're going to start with the ghost of Kiev. Yes. And, and, you know, it's interesting because most of the time when you hear a ghost story, it, it's usually tied to scary, horror. Right. 
You know what I mean? But this is different. The Ukrainian people are, are seeing this as a symbol of hope. Now, this it's given me fucking chills, man, because this <laughs> is such a cool fucking story. Let me let me pull up. This is all over the internet now, dude. So after the show, you listeners at home, you want to search this up. It's Ghost of Kiev, and Kiev is spelled K-Y-I-V. Okay, now, is the Ghost of Kiev real or an urban legend? Okay, now this, this is so damn cool. Ukrainian <laughs> Ukrainian ministers and local media... media Okay, the ghost of Kiev, Rick, is a fighter pilot. Okay. Is a fighter pilot. Okay, now they have said, and the military has said, they have no idea the identity of this fighter pilot. Okay. But there is a fighter jet being seen in the air taking out Russian fighter jets left and right. And he is being referred to as the ghost of Kiev. Okay, he dominates the skies over uh, the Ukrainian capital and country and has already become a nightmare for invading Russian aircrafts. He has been credited on day one of the invasion for taking out 10 Russian jets. The Ukrainian military, isn't. they know which ones they did. Mm-hmm. They cannot account for these 10 Russian jets that just came out of the sky. Okay. Former president, and I'm going to butcher this name, but former president Petro Poroshenko confirms the ghost of Kiev is real. This confirms the ghost of Kiev is not only real, but remains active in the air, roaming the skies, looking for more victims to add to his list of kills. Mm-hmm. When this story uh, of this ghost began spreading, it many believe it didn't, it wasn't real because, like anything, people in Twitter they they started posting these hoax videos, you know, like like any paranormal thing that comes out, Bigfoot. Sure. There's always the hoax videos. This immediately started happening. Okay, when when Russians started to invade the Ukraine. The ghost of Kiev, this fighter pilot that was seen by so many people, was in the air before the actual Ukrainian military could react. Okay. Okay, so the military is actually saying this happened, that there was a fighter jet, whether it be with a pilot of flesh and blood or supernatural, is unexplained and not one of theirs taking out uh, the Russians. The Ukrainian military claims to know no identity of this ghostly fighter pilot what okay does he like just does this ghostly fighter fighter jet or fighter pilot is it just like appear appear do people see it taking off and that and that's the problem it is a lot of these videos some people are saying oh it's fake some people are saying it's footage from this you know some Mm -hmm. people are saying is this real but yeah he's just kind of there and then you'll see like an explosion of the other you know the the enemy plane blowing up and then this plane's gone. Like, so kind of popping in and out, like like a wormhole type effect, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, the former president said that this is none other than the ghost of Kiev. He causes terror among enemies and pride. And, and, and the Ukrainians are, are literally making him a symbol of hope. They are putting him on a T-shirt 
that you can buy. I mean, th- this is like becoming their their new symbol of hope. Mm-hmm. And it, it says uh, the former president says, although it's still unknown who is pilot piloting. Th- th- this is the Ukrainian MIG-29 plane. That's okay. what they're saying that he is piloting. Um, the Ukrainians are grateful to this hero who they refer to as brass balls and <laughs> eats Russian aircraft for breakfast. And it is believed that he is the ghost of a pilot from World War II mm-hmm. um, who was known to do the same thing. He was like the best pilot. I mean, like in day one of World War II, took out. All, I mean, you, anyways, super awesome. Now, yeah. um, the Ukrainian armed force, forces are actually using this ghost to their benefit and sending warnings to Russia that the ghost of Kiev is coming for their souls. Oh, wow. Okay, now, now, being I am who I am, decided to do some digging on what most people refer to as the dark web, and we're just going to leave it at that. So, uh, I came across an audio file Mm -hmm. claiming to have been uh, intercepted from radio towers. Mm-hmm. Claiming that this is the ghost of Kiev from his cockpit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I'm going to send you this file, Rick, so you can hear it just like um, our listeners at home. It plays exactly uh, the first time it plays, you guys at home. And Rick, you're going to hear it. Um, it's exactly from the cockpit. Then two or three more times, it just repeats the what's actually being called electronic voice phenomena. Okay, okay, I'm going to listen to this. So you guys at home, take a listen to this. This came from uh, an unknown source on the dark web claiming to be an EVP. I know the translation, and we'll, we'll talk about that after we listen to it, um, from the ghost of Kiev's cockpit. So have a listen. That is chilling. Yes. I mean, it's like, it's the same thing over and over again. But yeah, man, it has like an otherworldly feel to it. Yes. And, and, and I had to do a little bit of research on YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. Sounds, aircraft sounds, stuff like that. And mm-hmm. the sound that immediately comes after the EVP is target locking okay so that you know that beeping or whatever is target locking like you have mm-hmm. locked in on your enemy and they about to wave bye-bye <laughs> you know what yeah. i'm saying so um being as talented as i am i cannot uh speak ukrainian i, I don't mm-hmm. know if you can rick um so luckily there is a translation for this evp okay Okay, there, now there's been two guys um, in this forum that I was in, in the dark web. They essentially say it's saying the same thing. They just kind of word it differently. Um, mm-hmm. 
The first guy said, and this is a Ukrainian who translated it, says, the EVP says, you can't kill what's dead. I deliver you to hell. Oh, shit, son. (laughs) Yes. The second guy pretty much says the same thing. You can't kill the dead. I'm Uh taking you to hell. So both both uh, translations are insinuating you can't kill me because I'm a ghost. Right. And both both translations insinuate I'm taking you straight to hell, motherfucker. Yeah. And then boom. Yeah, you know, I, <laughs> I, I really honestly do believe that Vladimir Putin thought that he was just going to roll up in to Ukraine and just take over. I'm, I really do believe that. And, and, and I'm not, you know, I, I don't pretend to be an expert on, you know, international relations and all that. But, I mean, just looking at this, it's like, yeah, he thought that he was going to come in there and everybody was just going to say, okay, we give up, we're done, take right. over. But he is getting, what, what just happened here? Hold on. What? You're still good. Yeah, but something just came up on my screen. But anyways, if you could still hear me, that's cool. I'll, I'll wait until I'm able to exit out of this. So I, I really do believe that, and he has come up, uh, up against some very, very serious opposition, and like people are not taking this lying down. And it looks like even that even the dead has decided. There you go. Um, that even the dead has decided to come back to the world of the living and start blasting people out, start blasting Ru- Russian you know pilots out of the air. And that's what's so incredible about this is this is becoming and I'm glad we kind of caught it before it fully blows up and every paranormal podcast is talking about it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, th- this ghost of KF, it, it, it's like the first of its kind when it comes to the paranormal field. Who has ever heard of a story, a real story mm-hmm. uh, of a ghost, you know, coming to help you? Right. You know well, what I mean? Especially is, in this capacity. Yeah, this is like uh, 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 the Avengers type shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this is something from another dimension that, bam, is popping into the sky, blowing Russian aircraft out of the, the, the air, you know, and then, bam, gone again. And it's not just people on the Internet saying this. Military. Their military officials are saying, we don't know. We know there's a craft in the sky doing this. It's not ours. Mm -hmm. Okay. You've got politicians in the Ukraine. They're flat out saying it's it's this ghost. That's who's doing it. So these are credible people and credible sources saying this, man. This is like insane to me. And that EVP is just wicked. Just totally wicked serious man i had like goosebumps when i'm listening to this because you know it's it definitely sounds like somebody who is a native speaker mm-hmm. of the language you know you can you, you can kind of sort of tell that with you know you know the accent and the you know intonation of words and pronunciation and all that um all i can say is is that the ukraine either it's coming from the dead or from out of this world, which is what we're going to talk about next, they honestly need all the help that they can get right now. And although Stephen and I were not there, our hearts and our minds 
are with the Ukrainian people. Sorry. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. Um, so I get a little emotional about it, but uh, absolutely. But yeah. before we jump to your aliens of the Ukraine, mm-hmm. I do want to say that, that I analyzed this EVP to hell and back, no pun intended. Oh, and sure. I took, I took that very phrase and did a Google search to see if it was a common phrase to see if it popped up in any movie uh, album, you know, anything that somebody could have taken that audio snippet from. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing, man, nothing. Yeah. So this no. was literally spoken and, and that's just incredible, which leads us to your UFO over the Ukraine. Let's hear yeah. it. You know, uh, this, this part of Eastern Europe has, um, you know, long had many stories of, of, seeing UFOs in the sky. But this goes with the story of the ghost of Kiev only because it's so similar that Mm -hmm. it almost makes me wonder, is the ghost of Kiev a UFO? So this comes from the Daily Star, which is a UK newspaper. And it says UFOs spotted over Ukraine after miracle lightning on Russian troops. And it goes on to say, A self-proclaimed UFO expert claims he has found a strange tic-tac-shaped object flying over Ukraine's capital, Kiev, after reports of troops, Russian troops, being saved, I'm sorry, uh, Ukrainian troops, being saved by a miracle lightning attack. So let's stop right there. A tic-tac-shaped UFO. One was seen by our own military, very similar to that, back, I believe it was in uh, 2004. And it's it's now a famous um, video that has you know been declassified, and people are like, you know, we don't know what this thing is, but it's definitely not ours. So going on a little bit further, Scott C. Waring took to his blog, UFO Sightings Daily, to share the images of a white disc flying in the sky above Ukraine, as he claims could be a white long tic-tac ufo that he spotted last saturday march 5th so this is very very recently he wrote this is some raw footage of an unknown craft over kiev ukraine a few days ago the object was hovering low then shot up at an angle and then across the city to shoot up and then down again very odd behavior of an aircraft but then again it's war so it could be anything however I distinctly remember that during the Fukushima, Japan, there was a nuclear reactor leak and a news video taken which accidentally caught a white, long, tic-tac UFO flying low over the reactor. I think this may be there for the same reason. A reactor leak not only causes harm to the humans below, but it makes it unusable to aliens too. For thousands of years, this object has all the signs of being a UFO. While it is unlikely that what Waring is seeing here is a military aircraft or one of the missiles being fired by Russian forces, the report comes just days after Ukrainian troops were allegedly saved by a UFO. That is where this article um, ends. Now, there are plenty of stories in the annals of ufology of um, people saying that they were saved or somehow helped 
by some otherworldly being that wasn't a ghost, but something that wasn't exactly of this world. And we see that now in the Ukraine. Is it possible that this ghost of Kiev could actually be um, an, an, an alien craft that has disguised itself? So it looks like something that we would all be, you know, very familiar with. I, I'm I'm not sure at this point because you hear stories like this all the time. But like your ghost of Kiev and this one just kind of rings true. Yes, yes, it's it's incredible. And, and like I said, when you sent uh, me that message this morning about the UFO in the Ukraine, I was like, you know, what if this is all one and the same? I mean, you're right. talking about an aircraft that just pops up out of nowhere in the sky, blows some shit up, and then pops back out, you mm-hmm. know? And then you've got these UFO sightings. And then all of these credible people, you know, validating this stuff, saying, we don't right. know. We have we have no idea who that. They're not with us, you know? Uh, we, we don't, they're not in our military, uh, but somebody is doing this. And, and like I said, it opened the door to, you know, all the fake videos to get their hits on YouTube and all that stuff. But I, I just think it's it's incredible. And, and the the symbolism behind it, I'm ordering one of the shirts as soon as they are av- available. I'm getting one, man. The Ghost yeah. of Kiev, because it's just this symbol of hope uh, for the Ukrainian people. And that that's just for people like us. To hear a story like that, man, where where the afterlife is out there going to bat for us. Dude, or alien like, or alien visitors going to or, bat for us. Yeah. Or alien, you know, that is just so perfect for what we do in this show. So right. there you guys have it. The ghost of Kiev, alien, ghost, whatever, is kicking some ass and sending them straight to fucking hell. <laughs> where they belong where they deserve so but first off we just want to say we're not against the russian people we're, we we don't like their government we don't like their leader I, I happen to know a lot of russian people um two of the people that i know are longtime friends uh vlad and his wife esther super swell people it's the government folks not the people in russia exactly it's like i i say to people all the time Every community, every organization, every group has their good and their bad. That doesn't make the the entire group. Uh, one person doesn't define an entire group, I guess is the point I'm getting at. Right. But with that being said, we're going to take our final break and we're going to charter a journey across <laughs> the pond to once again the UK. It seems like everything's been across the pond today, Rick. Mm-hmm. So we're we're going to charter a plane charter. I don't know. Just we're going to charter something that'll get us there in probably about 30 seconds, because when we come back, Rick Hale is delivering a brand new ghost watch on the charter house. So you guys stick around. Do you enjoy reading about the paranormal? Check out the highly rated literary works from us, the hosts of Shadow Initiative TV. Paranormal investigator Rick Hale offers you the Geek's Guide to the Strange and Unusual, Poltergeist, Ghosts, and Demons. 
Bullets, Booze, and Babes, The Haunted History of Chicago and Illinois. And behold, shocking true tales of terror and some other spooky stuff. But if you're thirsty for more, I bring you true case files of a paranormal investigator and dark spirits, a man terrorized by the supernatural. But if you want to go even further, dive deep into the dark reality of haunted dolls. Check out my paranormal bestsellers, Norman, the doll that needed to be locked away, and Norman 2, the true story of a possessed doll's revenge. Available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever fine books are sold. And welcome back to the Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk with your hosts, Stephen and Rick. And we were just talking about Kiev and how we have nothing but the feels for those good people and what they're going through. But right now, we're going to go over to the United Kingdom again. And we're going to be explore one of its lesser-known haunts in, here in Ghostwatch called the Charter House. It is a place that is haunted by the tortured souls of victims of the Black Death. In the 14th century, a great darkness fell across the European continent. A pestilence that showed no favor for station in life raged across the land, killing almost every life it touched. When the Black Death finally ran its course, 75 to 200 million people perished from this horrific pandemic, making it the deadliest plague to ever curse civilization. In 1348, as London struggled to come back from the plague that nearly wiped it out, Walter Manny purchased a 13-acre plot of land in Spittlecroft from the Brethren of St. Bartholomew. In the purchase was a plague pit where the unfortunate souls of victims were dumped and eventually buried. There, over the bodies of thousands of plague victims, he built a chapel and a hermitage. Decades later in 1371, the London Charter House was established as a Carthusian monastery. It was a place where this holy order could spend their days in prayer and service to their God. For nearly two centuries, the order flourished until it was closed by Henry VIII's Dissolution of, dissolution of the monasteries. The brothers resisted the king's soldiers in insisting that only Almighty God was their king. According to one legend about the monastery, while the brothers were in prayer about what to do, a miracle occurred. A flash of heavenly flame descended on the room, causing the candles to flare with extraordinary intensity. The monks took this as a sign that they must not stop fighting of course, the king didn't share in their enthusiastic devotion to God. When the soldiers breached the monastery, Prior John Houghton was dragged out into the courtyard. He was hung and then drawn and quartered before the eyes of his brothers in Christ. The remaining 10 monks were rounded up and sent to London's Newgate prison. Nine starved to death while the 10th was executed. A horrific end to men of such great faith. Following this unthinkable episode in history, Thomas Howard, fourth Duke of Norfolk, bought the Charter House. It wasn't long until Howard's tenure in the Charter House that things came to an end. Apparently, hatching a plan to marry Queen of Scots was enough to get him tossed into the dreaded Tower of London. When he was released, he was placed on house arrest until he was arrested due to his involvement in the Rodolphi plot, a plot to assassinate Elizabeth I. This time, 
His station in life couldn't save him. Thomas Howard, Duke of Norfolk, lost his head on the chopping block. Since that time, the Charter House has been an almshouse, a hospital, and a well-regarded boys' school. And through it all, everyone who has ever lived or worked there knows all too well that this timeless building is very much haunted. According to historical records, over 50,000 people were buried in the plague pit on this property. And believe it or not, not all of them were dead, making the scene from Monty Python and the Holy Grail slightly more tragic than funny. Residents of the Charter House have reported that if you silently stand still over the plague pit, you can hear the ghostly victims of the premature buried crying out for mercy. Sadly, that mercy never came and those victims succumb to death's cold embrace. When the sun sets and the Charter House is quiet, residents have reported witnessing a curious sight. The shadowy form of a monk has been seen silently floating through the courtyard. He appears to be praying as he makes his way to the building. Is this one of the monks who perished all those centuries ago at Newgate Prison? Residents do believe so. Lastly, what English haunting would be complete without a headless apparition? Residents have claimed to see the apparition of Thomas Howard descending the staircase, cradling his bloody, lifeless head under his arm. It would seem that after many centuries of death, the Duke of Norfolk returns to this place where he spent his final moments of freedom, as well as his life. With its blood-soaked history behind it, the Charter House serves two purposes. It's still an almshouse for elderly men who call themselves brothers. And in partnership with the Museum of London, the building is open to the public for daily tours. Upon visiting, you can learn about the history of the Charter House, the Black Death, and if you're lucky, its many ghosts. I'm Rick Hale, and this was Ghostwatch. Mic drop. Bam. <laughs> Bam. Exactly. You know, this is this is one of those places that I've already mentioned is a lesser known haunted uh, place in London. And as we all know, you know, I like to always call, you know, my hometown of Chicago, Illinois, um, the most haunted city in America. But London, London has Chicago beat hands down as being the most haunted city in the world. And with all of its history, it really does. It really comes as no surprise that it has so many ghosts. Well, interesting fact, Rick. Elena Salter. Mm -hmm. You know, our, uh, <laughs> we're back to that, huh? <laughs> how can you not be? We've um, circled back around to ghost sex. <laughs> she lives in London. Oh, okay. So, I mean, if it's the most haunted place, that's adding more credibility to her little. You know, ghostly fornification. <laughs> uh, yeah, fornification. But uh, yeah, definitely. So, I mean, you know, London, I've never been there. I'm hoping one day I can go and, uh, you know, check out these haunted places for myself. But, you know, time will tell. Maybe once, one day I'll go. And once again, Rick, that's a great segue for me to remind our listeners that uh, we do accept massive donations for Rick and Steven's Shadow Initiative International World Tour. Oh, my God. Uh, I've, I've brought it up before on the show. So if you would like to see us, I mean, we'll do video. We will definitely do video. Tour 
all of these haunted locations, investigate them. I mean, this could be massive. It could be as massive as the Charter House. If you guys are Googling the Charter House, that that building is massive. It's, yes, I wouldn't it even is. call it a house. I would call it like an estate or a mansion. Yeah, they really know. They really knew how to build those buildings, man, back in the day. But, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I, I'm not sure if what Stephen says is true. <laughs> About you know massive amounts of money, so we can go do our thing all, all, all around the world. Um, but yeah, it's you know if if you live in London um, or if you're visiting London, check out places like the Charter House or Hampton Court um, or one of my favorite uh, legendary haunted spots, Fifty Berkeley Square, which is mm-hmm. really one of those things that uh, sparked my interest in haunted England when I was just a child of merely eight years old um check these places out they're supposed to be just amazing for lack of a better term when you were just a wee lad when i was just a wee lad yes now rick we got a we got a few more minutes here man uh i caught some (laughs) news that was uh rick hale oriented and i think this would be the perfect time oh man i could this is gonna embarrass me. I know it. No, no. I don't. You know what? I can be serious. Okay. Okay. I get a, I get a bad rap. Uh, anyways, um, Ghost Watch, your book is getting closer and closer, man. Why don't you tell yeah. some folks about that? Correct. Yeah, this is gonna be my uh, my fourth book, and it's gonna be my third. With, I'm going to pronounce it the way it looks, but it has a different pronunciation in in uh, in in. In, in, in the Scottish language, um, Bayul Aetheris Publishing, which is run by Mandy Collins out of uh, Glasgow, Scotland. And it is the book version of the segment of the show. And if you don't know, um, Ghost Watch was originated by, you know, my biggest inspiration, which was Peter Underwood. Um, it was a uh, segment on, on, on BBC One Radio back in the early 1980s. And, um, you know, Stephen, I actually have the thumbs up for all of this from the estate of Peter Underwood. Um, sent me this really nice letter when, you know, Mandy asked if it would be okay if I could do this segment. So it's it's really awesome knowing that, you know, for lack of a better term, the family of my hero is behind all of this. Or, or rather, is, is behind all of this. Um, so, yeah, so next year... Um, probably at the end of 2022, I've already got the manuscript, you know, it's got to go through, you know, final edit and everything. So hopefully by Halloween, people will be seeing ghost watch in book form. That is awesome. And which also brings me to the perfect opportunity. And I'm just going to say it, I'm just going to say it. So it's immortalized here on the air that, um, I you should probably consider in some way uh, using me on the cover. I mean, just throw it, just throwing it out there. How do you figure that, there, sports fan? <laughs> okay, or or you know what? There should be no or. This should be a damn prerequisite. Okay, there should be a very special thank you to my colleague, phenomenologist. Stephen Lancaster, who has to endure these five to ten minute ghost watches every week. 
So there should be a mention of me in that book. Hey, if you want to, you can write the forward. I don't care. Hey, I'll write. Hey, hey, or or I'll write it backwards. <laughs> so uh, there's also something I want to mention too. Right now, I'm working oh, see, on it changes the subject. It changes the subject. <laughs> back, you know, cir- circling back around. We've already circled back around to ghost sex. Now we're going to circle back around to um, Peter Underwood. I uh, currently for Spooky Isles, I am working on a big series. Um, for them called Trailing Peter Underwood. And we're going to be, in, in this series, I'm going to be taking a look back at um, his more unusual cases and offering my own thoughts on, you know, what, what it is that he had to deal with, um, you know, not only as a ghost hunter, but as a president of the prestigious Ghost Club Society. Um, that's coming in April. So mm-hmm. it's going to be five. Originally, it was going to be only five, but I'm thinking about expanding it a little bit more. But uh, yeah, so you know, for those of you who don't know who Peter Underwood is, seriously, I don't know how you don't know who he is. Um, go and check out his work. 50 to 60 books, not just written on ghosts, but in other subjects as well. So, uh, you know, check out his work. Check out the original Ghost Watch. You can find it on YouTube. And um yeah, so that's what's going on right now. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this uh, book coming out. Oh, I am too, man. And, and I'm sure our listeners are a, a, as well. And you, you can find stuff on YouTube um, with Peter Underwood. And it's if, if you guys listen to this show and you like Rick's segment, you are certainly um, going to like that material. And, and I'm sure it won't be long after this episode. Um, you're going to start hearing the EVP um, from the ghost of Kiev. Uh, just remember it came here first. And uh, if you do start spotting it on YouTube, uh, send me a message because I want to know about it. I stole that fair and square from the dark web. Okay. I don't need anybody stealing it from me. Yeah. Um, Thanks for backing definitely, me up, Rick. I, <laughs> I just, I, I'm, I'm still... I'm still like amazed by that that EVP. It really was just sounded so otherworldly. It was so chilling. Yes. And then knowing what it is that he's saying, oh my god, that just makes it even more so. Hey, I did some digging. Did some digging. That's what us some investigators digging. do, man. So, with that being said, of course, you've heard it a million times. Join us on Facebook, facebook.com/slash welcome to the initiative. It's a very active page. And you have heard Rick and I say over and over, we know we have an onslaught of listeners, but we want to hear from you. Go to our Facebook podcast page. Click that star rating. It's as simple as clicking four or five stars, however you feel. Leave us a little blurb. Tell us what you like. You know, we'd, we'd love to to hear. We, we see the stats on this show, and we have an amazing uh, listener base and we'd like to get to know you a little bit better and with that being said rick's got a segment that we do um every so often encounters from the beyond or something like that i don't know encounters from beyond yeah yeah encounters from the beyond and, and that comes straight from you guys and you can send your ghost stories to shadow initiative talk at gmail.com and 90 percent of the time rick's gonna read it on the air so that's yeah. a cool way to get your story out there but you know what, Stephen? It's not just ghost stories. We want to hear everything from um, encounters or sightings of cryptids, um, UFOs, any kind of psychic phenomenon, anything that is 
within the realm of the paranormal uh, or the supernatural, we want to hear from you. All you got to do is just write up two to three paragraphs and I will read this on air. And if your story is compelling enough, we may even have you on the show as a guest. Absolutely. A- absolutely. You know, don't be afraid. We're not going to judge you. <laughs> no. no, I mean, I mean, I will, you know, of course, but you know, that's to be expected. That's my character as, as I just did the air quotes. That's my character. My character is to judge you. It's just to be funny guys. It really is just like making fun of sex fiance lady. You know, it's just to be funny. I, I want to literally have her on the show. So if you want to tell us in your, in an email, that you lost your virginity, you know, by a ghost on prom night in 1995, and you're pretty sure it had nothing to do with the 12-pack prior to that, we want to hear about it. We why, def- does this, why does this sound almost autobiographical? <laughs> <laughs> that, that is, like, really, really oddly specific. I swear it wasn't my math teacher, Miss Stafford. I swear. <laughs> Anyways, with that being said, guys, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk with Rick Hale and Stephen Lancaster. We are rounding the band to episode 50. Wow. Yes. We are middle aged now. 50 tonight. <laughs> right. 50 times. Close to 50. 50 times we have ruined somebody's day. 50 <laughs> times. That is incredible to me. You know, they, they may have that show out now, A Ghost Ruined My Life. Yeah, try to beat 50 times Shadow Initiative Ruined My Life. Yeah, try to beat that travel channel. <laughs> we dare you. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Hey, you know, thank you so much, everyone, for listening today. And again, still, please continue keeping the Ukraine in in your thoughts. If you're if you if you pray, pray, that's cool, too. But just, you know. Keep, keep these good people in, in, in your mind at all times. They need all the positive energy they can get. Absolutely. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, have a great week. Stay safe out there. Try not to buy too much gas. And we will see you all again next week. Have a good week. If you've enjoyed this episode, share it with your friends. 